1: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Good news about Hurricane Nate. This is not catastrophic. I would say that things are going to be mostly back to normal here by tomorrow morning. Correspondent Jeff Amy in Biloxi, Mississippi, where the storm came ashore early this morning. There are
0: about 50,000 people without power in southern Mississippi. But here in Biloxi, the lights are honestly mostly on. There are some spotty power outages. There are some gas stations and restaurants that were actually reopening before dawn.
1: Nate has weakened to a tropical storm as it moves inland over Mississippi and Alabama. The storm's maximum sustained winds now have decreased to 45 miles per hour. An American has won the Men's Chicago Marathon for the first time since 2002 today. Galen Rupp crossed the finish line two hours, nine minutes, 20 seconds after he began today in the Windy City. This is SRN News.
2: Mike Gallagher doesn't understand why we need to label the Las Vegas shooter.
1: Now, evidently, there's a huge debate raging in some quarters over why we're not calling the killer a terrorist. Of course this is terrorism. He's a domestic terrorist. So what? What do you think that does? It just fascinates me why that becomes uh, an important issue to people.
2: The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio.
3: You're listening to AM
4: 1280 The Patriot Intelligent Radio online at AM 1280ThePatriot.com through the iHeartRadio or the TuneIn apps, or you can also download our mobile app for your smartphone through your device's app store or at AM 1280ThePatriot.com. From the Bench of Franklin Plumbing the Center, here is a quick look at your forecast. Now, a high of 70 degrees and sunny skies for today, a high of 55 for tomorrow and partly cloudy, and a high of 55 and sunny
2: for Tuesday. AM 1280, The Patriot.
5: Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like... Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to ReliefFactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384.
6: This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. President Trump made a very important point in his response to the recent shooting in Las Vegas when he called it an act of pure evil. The judgment of evil here, real evil, should be beyond dispute. Evil is a fact, too. The secular worldview cannot use the word with coherence or sense. The acknowledgement of evil actually requires the affirmation of a moral judgment and a moral reality above human judgment. If we are just accidental beings in an accidental universe, nothing can be really evil. Evil points to a necessary moral judgment made by a moral authority greater than we are. God. It is both telling and reassuring that secular people, faced with the moral horror we now see in Las Vegas, can still speak of evil as a moral fact, even if they continue to deny moral facts in the classrooms and courtrooms. No one can deny that the horror in Las Vegas came about by an act that was evil, pure evil, and evil as a fact. I'm Albert Mobley.
7: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
8: Gather round. It's time for your Real Estate Chalk Talk with the Hitner Group at Coldwell Banker Burnett. Listen closely as your coaches discuss the culture, the economy, and the political scene, and how it affects your home and your real estate investments. Real Estate Chalk Talk is where you learn the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Your education begins in
4: 5, 4... Three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the program. I'm Keith Hitner the elder, together with Keith Hitner the younger. And we've got Jared Hanowski in the studio in lieu of Calvin Kamik. And we're broadcasting from the Rack Shack Barbecue studio. Real Estate Chalk dot com is the show website. Hitnergroup.com dot com is the property search site. If you want to go there and check it out, hitnergroup.com dot com, that's the new site. And 612-627-8000 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, we'd be happy to help you in any way that we can, all with no cost and absolutely no obligation, 612-720-2549. Remember, we can't help you if you don't call. No tip this week on old number 17. No tip on old number 17. You're and, slacking and on
9: it, your, what you've been eating, huh?
4: I just have the same old stuff. I mean, I'm eating the same stuff, putting it on popcorn, putting it on the fruits you've, and vegetables. You've run on. out of ideas? I've, I just haven't tried anything new this week. We've All been right. busy. All right. Been too busy. Old number 17, by the way, is a spice mix from the Rack Shack by, by Barbecue available in store. Just go on in there and check it out. A little, little container there. It's a good deal. And you will absolutely love it. A Rack Shack Barbecue is America's food, and it's the right thing to do. Got a full plate today, kids. Got uh, Nate is in from uh, Handyman Connection. Uh, Chris is in from Twin City Fireplace. Uh, Dana's in, the uh, project manager from uh, from Leland Construction. And we got uh, Bill's in, uh, attorney at law, uh, Minnesota construction law. Kind of interesting to have that conversation. Jared, what do you got going?
10: Uh, I'm the money guy, so I'm here filling in man. for Kelvin. Uh, things are still pretty busy. Interest rates are staying relatively low. Um, so we haven't seen much change in interest rates over the last, I would say, four to five months. Great time to buy. Um, so if you're looking for a place, definitely get in touch with the Hitners. See what we, you can do. And uh, I think sometimes in the fall and the winter, people think it's not a good time to buy. But my experience in this last year, the people that waited for the spring, it was a lot harder for them to find a house.
9: Yeah, spring's a big flurry, so we'll talk a little bit about that today, and uh, whether to wait now or to sell your house now or wait until the spring. Uh, we chatted about that this morning, kind of pushing things off to spring. But um, you know, we're thick in this fourth quarter, just starting out here for us, and uh, you know, we'll have we'll have sales all the way through Christmas for sure. What do you see? Oh, sorry. What are you seeing right now for prices? I mean,
10: has it calmed down a little bit? I know in the spring things were getting bitted up quite a bit. I think the
4: market is balanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's there in some properties in some neighborhoods, you know, in, in some and some and some, you know, there's always that niche where it is still either heavily weighted one way or the other. And it is one way or the other. Uh, but in on a whole, I think we've got a pretty decent market, a pretty balanced marketplace where there is there is inventory out there that's moving through the system, coming every day. There's something new every day. There are sales made. Uh, there are some areas like one level uh, townhomes and and uh, rambler smaller rambler homes uh, for the empty nesters that are in a short supply and they get snapped up right away. Your entry level homes, of course, are getting snapped up right away. But uh, other things are getting uh, some market time and uh, enough time to actually market the property and getting a fair price. Right. Uh, but I don't think anything's uh, necessarily getting the extreme premiums that, the, that we were seeing in the spring.
9: Yeah, your best time certainly to sell is in that spring market. We, I'm just looking back here over the course of the year, and we are in the fourth quarter, so looked at numbers from you know January through March and then April through June and then July through September. And uh, notice that the first two quarters of the year, everything was down across the board. Mm-hmm. Pending sales were down year over year compared to last year. New listing inventory was down year over year, and overall inventory levels were are certainly down. Um, and they and they continue to be down. But this last quarter of September, August, and July, everything's been flat mm. compared to last year. We're not having more sales. We're not having less sales. We're pretty even from where we were last year. Uh, And we're not having more listings come on the market during that period of time. We're pretty even, same as we were last year. The only thing that remains down is overall inventory levels. So there still is uh, a huge demand for properties in that uh, what we consider now the entry-level price point, which is bumped up with where... Uh, interest rates are currently, and it's
4: almost become the f- the first time homebuyer and the first move up.
9: Well, you ha- you have different first time homebuyers, mm-hmm. I think. So you have you know your first married couple type homebuyer that's looking for a family home, mm-hmm. and then you have your first time homebuyer that's the the single individual or or the the young couple that is uh, either not married or just getting married. They're different buyers in a lot of cases. They're looking for. Um, spending more time outside of the house, doing things outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, guys like Jared and I, we're in our, our late 30s. We have three children. We're super busy with stuff. And so we need to have a good, uh, a larger home with three children. And it's just a different type of buyer. Uh, the first-time homebuyer that just got married and they're looking at starting a family, they tend to be looking for the, more of that family home that's mm-hmm. gonna uh, that they'll grow into. Whether and Then when you have the first-time homebuyer that is, uh, you know, just out of college, has a good job, and they're buying their first place. looking at townhouses, smaller single-family homes. um, But it's surprising, like we had said two years ago, you know, the year of the townhouse in 2016. And and it certainly was, and it continues to be in 2017. Townhomes are back in vogue, so we have a lot of folks uh, and mutual clients, Jared, that are specifically looking for townhouses because they don't want to deal with the yards. They don't. It's want a lifestyle to, choice. It's a yeah. lifestyle choice, and that's that younger, yeah, first-time home buyer, millennials. Yeah, yeah I've seen certainly. that. I've seen that
4: cycle three times. Yeah, townhomes in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, and it seems like uh, every time that there's a market correction of any, of any scope. The townhomes are the first ones to get hit and the last ones to recover, but they always come back. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw
10: they're building new ones, you yeah, know, in places that I've seen around Dakota they're County. They're spendy too. Yeah. yeah,
9: they're spendy. The new ones, uh, but for, but the buyer activity that's out there right now it's different than in the spring, and um, you know there, there's still competition, especially in that price point, two fifty to three hundred or you know two twenty five to two seventy five, especially. It's hard to find anything when mm-hmm. you get to the lower portion of that price point. So when you do have something that's in the 230s, 240s, it's going to sell pretty quickly. Uh, what you have to be careful of as a seller is to not take a look at the market and say, you know, add 10%, 15% to what right. the market's stating the house is worth. I had a conversation with a guy yesterday, and he was saying that his house, he thinks his house is worth 300000 because some other homes in his neighborhood have sold for 300000 And, uh... They're different homes, of course, and, mm-hmm. and his house is more like high two eighties, two you know two eighty ish, somewhere in that neck of the woods. And but you know his first inclination is let's throw it on for three hundred thousand. Right. And the throwing it on for the higher price at this time of year is Could come back and buy. It is Definitely, yeah. As you head into the slower time of year, um, you end up making price reductions and more concessions to buyers, and that type that thing, of thing. better
4: so, be if you want to get a premium then it's got to be in premium condition. So, I mean, that thing has got to be tricked out like no one's business to be able to justify that higher price because it raises a question when people come in because people aren't stupid and the information is readily available and they're working with an agent in most cases. Who's, well,
9: there are a lot of
10: stupid people. Well, they're, they're, maybe so. <laughs> but the but, agent should have a good idea. But, what but, it's
4: but they come in and they know... What they're looking for, and they've looked at 10 other places, and all of a sudden you waltz into this place that's you know 20 grand or 15,000 more than it should be, Mm -hmm. and they're like, What's you know, what's with this guy?
9: Yeah, and overall inventory, um, competition out there. I think new construction is still having a big impact on a lot of locations around the area. Mm -hmm. Um, and we talk a lot about you know Woodbury, and Plymouth, and Blaine, and Lakeville, and even Apple Valley. Um, where where our main office is located, your resale homes between 350 and 500 is a huge challenge. You see a lot of market time, 60 days plus, on some of these four-up-two stories. They're mm-hmm. in very popular resale right. neighborhoods that were built in the late 90s and even into the early 2000s. But when you're comparing against big-box builders that are out there and custom and semi-custom home builders that are all across the South Metro area and areas of Rosemount, Lakeville, and Apple Valley uh it puts a pinch on the people that are trying to sell their resale homes. So if there was no construction that's available, that's different. You then could bump over 400. You could go to say 425 for a uh three up four up two story with a three car garage that has a finished basement in Apple Valley, but right now a lot of those homes that are built in the the late 80s early 90s are selling for the high 300s, right. 385, 389. So Uh, And there's some styles, considerations. And look at competition that's available out there. So um, we're doing a couple things right now. One, getting houses on the market and getting them sold before the end of the year. There's certainly time to do that. Also, helping people prep for spring, doing photo shoots, talking about what we need to do over the next three months to prep your home for sale to hit the market uh, at the best time of the year and over the next 6 months and that will be the 2018 spring market. Give us a call 612-627-8000 or log on to hitnergroup.com h i t t n e r group.com and we will be right back.
0: Get that Shack Attack Shack Barbecue ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: AM-1280, The Patriot.
1: Caldwell Banker Burnett serves home buyers and sellers in Minnesota and western Wisconsin. Our professional sales associates provide a full-service, one-stop shopping real estate experience. And we've got the latest technology to market your home or assist with your home search. Visit cbburnett.com online or on your web-enabled cell phone. Caldwell Banker apps are also available for your iPhone, iPad, or Android device. Wherever you go, we've got the home search tools you need. Go to cbburnett.com. Get that
0: check attack. If you'd rather hide under the covers and suck your thumb all day instead of go shopping for that new or used vehicle you need, here's great news. Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC has one of the top ratings in America when it comes to customer satisfaction. They will treat you with the care and respect that you deserve. So venture out to Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC. Luther Hudson Chevrolet GMC value prices their cars, not their customers, so you get the very best value every time. And remember this. The Wisconsin DOT mandates stringent testing on all pre-owned vehicles, so you can be completely confident you're getting a certified car or truck in excellent working condition visit luther hudson chevrolet gmc today and drive one away knowing you've made the best dealership choice if you're in the east metro don't fight with the traffic to go west luther hudson chevrolet gmc is just a 10 minute drive from the 494 694 crossroads where you'll find great cars great people and a great experience every time at hudsonchev.com find new roads Congratulations! You finally found your dream home. They've accepted your
7: offer. And now you need a closing company that can bring it all home. What you need is Global Closing and Title Services. Global Closing and Title is licensed for residential and commercial transactions here in Minnesota and Wisconsin and can close anytime, anywhere at your convenience.
8: Call Global Closing and Title at 952-895-8400. That's 952-895-8400. Or go to GCSTitle.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey,
4: welcome back to the program. If you're just tuning in, this is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're broadcasting from the Rack Shack Barbecue Studio. I'm Keith Hitner, the elder, in studio with Keith Hitner Jr. And you can reach us, 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. Jared Hanowski is in studio instead of Calvin oh, Kemick. Jared, the... Immigrant in the studio. <laughs> came in from uh, from Canada.
10: All so. the way from Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh. Decided to stay. Yeah. Really? Say that a bunch of times real quick.
4: So did you cross, did you sneak across, or did you come in legal?
10: <laughs> well, one time I came in illegal back in the day, and I almost got stopped at the border. Um but, uh, no, I'm here legally. There you go. 651-231-2500 <laughs> <laughs> is uh, the number to call for, uh, get
4: you a Calvin. Jared, what's your cell phone number?
10: 612-432-2252. Two, 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 two.
4: All right. Okay, we got, uh, we've got we got a couple guys in here. Nate and Kyle are in here from uh, Handyman Connection. Nate, why don't you tell us a little bit about the company, first of all, just where you're located and, uh, and what your line of work is.
3: Sure. So we're located in the uh, uh, border of East and West Bloomington, 35W and 94th Street. That's where our office is. Mm-hmm. Um, we service the greater sort of western metro, uh, Eden Prairie, Chanhassen, Chaska-Burnsville, Minnetonka, Shoreview, sort of that western area. Edina. Okay. Um, Don't go to Egan. <laughs> we, we do. We do. So it's, uh, it's a franchise. So I, I purchased Okay. In, territory? Yep. It's 2015. I'm the only one in Minnesota, so I kind of have free reign right sure now. now. Um, and so where we go is sort of based on uh, our team and, and the craftsmen that we hire and, and you know, where they're comfortable going. where did um, you do before this? I actually ran a painting business with Kyle here to my left. Um, so we, we mostly exterior, a little bit of interior. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty experienced in the contracting world, um, carpentry and, and uh, sort of the other trade categories were a little foreign to us when we started, but we would always get asked, you know, "Hey, do you guys repair decks? Sure. Do you do this?" Mm-hmm. So it was a logical step, and uh, and we've been growing pretty fast in the last two years.
9: That's awesome. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about handyman in general. So it's good to see that you guys are uh, taking a very professional approach to the handyman business because there's a huge need for it, and a lot of times we have clients, uh, obviously in the the real estate world, where we have a couple little things here, a couple little things there, or we have a lot of little things and a couple bigger things. Absolutely. And we just need somebody to come in and take care of all of it, and we don't need you know, all these specific professionals that are going to overcharge for all this stuff. So, and it's hard to find a good handyman that is a pro, that does call you back. that does. So what do you guys hang your hat on? How, what do you pride yourself in your handyman business? HandymanConnection.com is the website.
3: Yeah. So you you pretty much hit the nail right on the head there. The Probably the most time we spend as far as work goes is finding good craftsmen and finding well-rounded craftsmen. Because um, like you said, there's all these specialties, you know, you need one guy for flooring and one guy for door hardware, et cetera, et cetera. So we've spent the last two years really working hard on recruiting well-rounded craftsmen, which is really tough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're connecting our customers uh, with guys who we background check and, you know, we vetted and we're very picky about who we hire. Uh, what do we pride ourselves in? Um, like I said, we are the guy you call for the light bulb change up to the full kitchen and bath remodel. Mm-hmm. So the only thing we really don't do is major structural stuff, uh, roofing, we leave that to the specialty companies. But we try to fill that gap with everything in between. I think in 2008, there were 33,000 licensed contractors. There's 11,000 now. Yeah. Um, so like you said, it's it's hard to find a guy who's got insurance, liability, yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you right. trust. Because and- and, if you
9: talk to a general contractor and you say, hey, I need a door installed, and I need a couple deck boards repaired. They're like they they blow you off because they have other they got to go get the big job right right yep. instead of uh, getting a bunch of small jobs. They just don't have time to deal with you. And we need that as a real estate community a lot of times. Again, we're talking with Nate. How do you pronounce your last name?
3: Uh, Bruin O'Brien. Bruin. Yeah. Bruin. What is Bruin it?
9: Bruin O'Brien. It's hyphenated. Yeah. Oh, Bruin O'Brien. Nate Bruin O'Brien. handymanconnection.com, Dot com. One 800 Handy.
3: Uh, Yep, you got it. I I recommend calling our local number, 952-563-8484. That'll get you directly to me, Kyle. And you're the franchisee? I am the franchise owner, yep. Yep, and then uh, who'd you bring with us today? Yeah, so to my left is Kyle. So he's the the guy in the office. He's sort of the the kingpin in the office there. He runs production. (laughs) got a smile (laughs) when he says
10: that. That's a big title. (laughs)
9: Good.
3: Yeah, so he runs production. He manages all our crafts, and he manages the schedule. He does a lot of the customer relations. So if you call the office, he's sort of the go-to guy. Cool. Uh, Chris sitting next to him does most of our outbound calling. So anytime a lead comes in or the phone rings for an inbound lead, Chris is responsible for calling, giving a good first impression, and setting him up for an appointment with the right craftsman that you know fits the homeowner. So needs.
4: do you are you more like a concierge service then that you're reaching out to vendors that work that you have agreements with or working relationship with, and then they go out and do the work, or do you have your own guys that
3: do that's the a, work? That's a great question, and that's kind of a common misconception just because of the name Handyman Connection. So we hire our own employees. We spend a lot of time, like I mentioned earlier are vetting these guys background checking we have personal you know employee employer relationships with them we do have a couple subcontractors for things like heavy plumbing heavy electrical uh, but for the most part it is our team and and we like to clarify that with our customers you know these are guys we work with every day we're not googling craigslist when you call in for something right. and trying to find somebody on the you know on the fly
4: yeah one of the things that we have a problem with with we've gone through a lot of handymen right sure. because a guy will will uh whatever, he was swinging a hammer a month ago on a framing crew and decided he wanted to be a handyman, have his own business. And he he does that for a while and then realizes that there's a lot of moving parts in that business and scheduling and coordinating and all that, and he just isn't geared up for that. And then immediately it seems like within a very short period of time they're looking for the bigger job. And before you know it, the small jobs, the ones that get you the introduction – Just don't the phone call doesn't get returned.
3: You got it. You got it. And that's, I think, part of the reason we get some of our bigger jobs, too, is we're willing to come out and do that, even if our margin's not that great. If we really take care of a customer, you know, they start asking, well, do you guys do this? Do you do that? And that's really how we get our our foot in the door. No, you're
4: establishing a lifelong relationship with that client, and they're going to – everyone needs stuff done. And if they've got a trusted source that they can go to that does a good job for them, they just keep going back to it. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you?
3: Exactly. And that's why quality is number one. We are a little bit higher priced and we're totally upfront about that and confident because we do provide that that level of service. And like you mentioned earlier, a lot of the guys who do come on with us used to run their own businesses Mm -hmm. and they love working with us because we just take all the paperwork off the table and let them do what they're best at. What do
4: you find is the most challenging part of of doing this.
3: Oh, 100% recruiting craftsmen. That's why I laugh when someone calls and say, well, I got a guy who can do it 25 an hour. I say, you know, well, let me get his number. You should definitely hire him. That's a great deal because those guys are one in a million. I mean, Mm -hmm. we spend a lot of our time advertising for job positions and we had probably 250 interviews over the last year and a half and we have seven really good guys. So it just goes to show how, how much filtering it really takes to find somebody who's not just good at what they do, but reliable and communicates and understands customer service, you know, that's that's easily the biggest challenge in our business. What about
4: training? Uh, do you guys, uh, you know, through the franchise have any kind of a training uh, thing that you do with your employees or how does the training work?
3: Yeah, so that's actually a great question. Part of the reason why I joined the franchise model versus just starting our own thing is we get a ton of support from corporate, um, just as far as systems and hiring and, you know, the right questions to ask and, Financial uh, advising as well. You know, when you're starting to build a business, things can be a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, So I go through an initial training period. I sent Chris over here, who's starting to do sales next year, um, out to Ohio at one of the offices where they... Trained them on the basics and the systems um, on how to meet a customer, how to do our pricing, et cetera, et cetera. As far as training with our guys, we spend a good 10 to 15 appointments with them just making sure they really understand the brand experience we're trying to deliver to our customers. Um, so there's sort of two aspects you know, what I get uh, as far as running the business, coaching on that, and then what our guys get uh, when, when we bring them on. And we're relatively small. There's just three of us in the office, and like I said, seven craftsmen, but that's about triple our staff from last year. So.
4: Good for you. Yeah. So you're two years into it. What's the most exciting part of this business? Seth? What, do you, what gets you juiced?
3: Yeah, I'm, I really like where things are going with virtual reality. Um, and, and technology, we're the only that i know of handyman company in the metro that's utilizing sort of a uberized system for setting up appointments you know our guys have an application on their phone that they receive all their appointments Uh, on the customer end they get text updates when we're coming and customers really appreciate that they get a picture of the craftsman show his last background check date they know who's showing up to their house Um, so i think a lot of the guys in the trades um, tend to be in a little bit older demographic and so the exciting part about me is building it. I'm, I'm going into high schools now and talking to seniors and mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, I went to college, I studied biology, and I'm in the trades now, and it's a right. great place to be. And I think there's a lot of pressure on traditional educational systems right, right now, and right. I think we need a lot more younger guys going into awesome. trades. So
9: I just had a long conversation with my godson, my nephew, about uh, college and what to do there. I said, before you go to college, go to college, but before you do, learn a trade prior. And then go ahead and go off and go to college and get your degree. When you come back out, at least you have something then. Right. That, that yeah. you know. Yep. Exactly. Uh, the number I have here again is nine five two seven 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 four eight seven five. That's on your website. Is that?
3: Yeah. So that's a that's just a tracking number we okay. use. So that number, any number you find online, you'll you'll reach us. Um, mm-hmm. You can call us direct at the office. Uh, like I said, nine five two five six three eight four eight four. But if you Google us, any number you find online is going to get you to our office. We use that for tracking and seeing where we're getting our business. And that's
9: handyman connection.
3: Yep. You got it. Handyman connection of Eden Prairie. Awesome. Awesome, good stuff. We need
9: good handymen out there for sure And the tracking and knowing who's going to be there. I had an appointment yesterday with a, quote, painter that was supposed to show up, and uh, they were an hour late, uh, yes. and, and everybody's frustrated. So timeliness and then your uh, application showing who's coming to the house and when they're going to be there sounds like a, a great tool for homeowners to, to hang their hat on. So handymanconnection.com, uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, we absolutely. Thanks it. for having us. We yeah. really appreciate it. Check them out on their website, handymanconnection.com. Uh, you can type in a zip code around the metro area and it'll pull up their local site and connect with the guys there uh, right in their office. This is Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're going to head out to break here, 612 627 8000. We'll be right back.
0: Get back. Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah.
11: AM 1280,
2: The Patriot.
11: Trained plumbing technicians of H2C heating, cooling, and plumbing can do it all. 50 years of experience helping local homes and businesses with their plumbing needs and issues with water heaters, bathrooms, leaky faucets, and pipe repair. Providing free estimates and bringing back fair pricing to the Twin Cities. And providing 24 7 emergency service, H2C heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit myh2c.com. When we made an offer on our dream home, it was contingent on a home inspection by Inspecta Homes. It was money well spent.
7: Since 1981, Inspecta Homes has helped buyers evaluate homes. They inspect everything from the grade and drainage to steps, decks, porches, and roof. Inside, they evaluate the windows, doors, and the mechanical systems, so you know you're making a wise choice. So be smart. Call Inspecta Homes for your home inspection, 651 or go to inspectahomes.com Overwhelmed by your next move? Then take action and call Action Moving, your local Atlas Van Lines agent. With 27 years experience, Action Moving provides quality, reliable moves guaranteed. Get free estimates and competitive rates on local and interstate moves at 1-800-328-3803. Or go to actionmoving.com. That's 1-800-328-3803. And mention you heard it on Hittner Real Estate's Chalk Talk Radio. Member of the Better Business Bureau. Wow.
11: TPM Flooring's private showroom is amazing. Wow. I've never seen a better selection of flooring. Wow. TPM Flooring gave me an on the spot estimate for my hardwood flooring. Wow. Their installers did a fantastic job. They vacuumed their way out the door. Wow. Put the wow into your next project with TPM Flooring of Burnsville. They supply and install carpet, vinyl, hardwood, and ceramic tile for your home or business. Wow. TPM Flooring. Online at tpmflooring.com.
8: And now we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your real estate chalk
4: talk. Hey, welcome back. I'm Keith Itner, senior, together with Keith Itner, junior, and uh, the money man, Jared Hanowski, is in the studio, and we're going to be talking with him uh, in the fourth segment. He's going to give us up the uh, update on what's going on right now. We got Nate Bruin. No, we don't. We got Chris no, we Becker. We got Chris Becker. Chris Becker is in the Twin City Fireplace. I got Nate's. Or uh, guess in the last segment I got his uh, thing circled here, so I just my eyeball went right there. Chris, Chris Brecker, Twin City Fireplace. <laughs> All right, we're coming into fall. Lick your, lick your teeth. I lick my teeth. I yeah. guess that my my lips are sticking to them. <laughs> we're in the fall, a little crispy in the air, getting ready to flip the fireplaces on. You flip the switch and nothing happens. What do you do?
12: Well, you you know a lot of people don't know it but fireplaces are kind of like a vehicle they should actually be serviced every year uh it's actually we recommend people call us between April and August don't wait till October when it's cold and you want to use it Uh, we're not as busy in the spring or summer we can get to you right away we can get it cleaned up and ready to go but um if you if you were to imagine not uh changing the oil on your uh collector Corvette and you came in the spring and wanted to uh, turn it on and go for a ride, and it didn't fire up. You know, it's because you let it sit. Mm-hmm. So, same thing with a the fireplace. They do need some. They do need need some love and care. Um, they get dirty. There's. It's kind of a violent environment in there. It's fifteen hundred degrees. Uh, a lot of moisture. A lot of carbon. All that stuff builds up. And over time, just degrades the interiors. And there's some expendable parts that just wear out, just like the brakes on a car. Um, you want to you want to replace them. But you can give us a call. Um, we do service most most major manufacturers. There are some that uh, we, we that are, there aren't support for that we just can't service anymore. But for the most part, we can repair anything. Those
9: are older units then, or what?
12: Older and um, there was some manufacturers that throughout time. Uh, <laughs> Mass manufactured and sold to big box stores. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of consolidation of those brands and, you know, some some disillusions of companies and things like that so there just isn't support parts aren't ready parts aren't available yeah. yep well tell us a little bit about your company where are you located so we have our, our first showroom is any dyna off of uh, 494 and east bush lake road uh, that's been open now for about seven years um yesterday was actually the company's 10th birthday no um, happy birthday thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's been a lot of fun it hasn't been easy all the time but it's it's been it's been a lot of fun and we've we've grown well throughout the years so we opened that showroom about seven years ago and Uh, In 2013, we opened one in Woodbury as well.
4: What are major lines in the fireplaces that you sell?
12: Our most popular line is Mendota Hearth Products. Um, They're based out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, They're a family-owned company, been around since 1901, uh, building commercial gas furnaces and appliances. Mm -hmm. In the early 80s, when gas mechanical fireplaces started to become mainstream, they got into that business. Um, And what's unique about them that i think our customers appreciate is uh, they're known for having the most realistic flame presentation mm. and the highest efficiency and uh when people start shopping for a fireplace and they realize the price ranges uh kind of a lot of folks go you know this is a this is an investment that i need to consider in a lot of ways this is a 5 year house so maybe i i put more into it or this is a a 10 year 15 year 20 year 30 year house the forever house maybe i'll i'll spend more money on it but this is an appliance just like a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. They, they do have a lifespan. They do wear out. Uh, they can last forever if you take care of them, but a Mendota fireplace is hand-built. It's welded together. It's got a true lifetime warranty that never expires. And um, when people see that construction, they see that value along with increased efficiency in flame. That's really why I think our customers mm-hmm. like them. Talk uh,
4: about the heat uh, of a fireplace. I mean, is it, is it just to look at, or can you actually get some – I know they get hot, but they, they, yeah. a lot of them get hot pretty inefficiently
12: that's correct yeah um there's uh there's a couple grades of gas fireplaces out there and um, there's what are called heater rated fireplaces and decorative and a decorative fireplace is kind of a misleading term it doesn't mean that it doesn't heat it does uh and this is of course gas fireplaces um but uh, a decorative rated fireplace is going to be a simpler technology not quite as high a btus um you know the heat measurement and it's going to use a a lesser grade glass, tempered glass, is what's used on most mm-hmm. of our, our our glass items, glasses, uh, windows, things like that. But it can only withstand about 450 degrees on a shock rating. So if you took it from zero degrees to 450 immediately, at, at 451, it should crack. It can't withstand that that amount of shock. Um, those units are going to get warm, but they aren't really they aren't designed as a heater for your living room, um, and they have to be a lower heat output because of that glass. A heater rated fireplace, which for example, all the mendotas are uh those use ceramic glass, which is three times the heat rating about fifteen hundred degrees um They are designed as a heater they have a thermostatic certification so you can set a thermostat uh even now on your phone uh, there's apps and things like that now uh and it'll turn on and off to satisfy the temperature that you want mm-hmm. um and you can heat your home uh you know it, it it's a what's a heating
4: what's a efficiency rating out of something like that
12: The best efficiencies on your residential gas fireplaces are going to be about 86%. Uh, And and on average... Like an older furnace. Yeah, like an older furnace. Average gas fireplaces are going to be in the 70s, low Mm 70s. Um, um, So there are some manufacturers that we have that hit the the 80s, and then Mendota is going to be in the mid to high 80s. They've they've got one at 92%. So um, the efficiencies have been improved pretty nicely. And the one difference between a furnace is that a fireplace is using yellow... Flame technology, we'll call it that. A furnace burns blue, Mm -hmm. burns clean. There's very little air interruption, right? uh, Because you don't see it, it doesn't have to be pretty. When you interrupt the combustion to make it look prettier, right? You lose efficiency, yeah. So that's one of the reasons we don't see 95%, you know, efficiencies on your standard residential gas fireplace. I
9: just want to plug your website for you, twincityfireplace.com. Yeah, twincityfireplace.com. What's a good phone number for folks to reach you?
12: Uh, 952. 941 2685
9: and we're talking with Chris Becker Twin City Fireplace and Stone Company
12: That's correct. We are we are a little bit of a hybrid. So, you know, my I grew up with a, a a general contractor for a grandfather and, you know, a dad who was in all kinds of construction and um when I started working for my dad, you know, I really liked a lot of the stonework and You know, I've learned that's a little bit harder dollar to make, but it's also part of the creative thing. So Mm -hmm. when I started the company and it was just me in a truck, you know, I I, I do a lot of mechanical installations throughout the winter. I do a lot of chimney restorations in the spring and summer, a lot of fireplace faces or remodels. You know, people buy a house. It's 20, 30 years old. Right. It's otherwise fine. The bones are good, but the fireplace is pretty dated. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tear it out put a new one in, redo all the stonework or mantle and things like that. And um, so there, there is another side to the business that is, you know, full brick and stone masonry construction. And about half of our business is with homeowners working on their own homes or remodels, and the other half is with general contractors. Um, so we, you know, whether it's new home construction and doing brick or stone facings on the outside of a house, or a remodel, or something like that, or a chimney restoration. Those are all things that we do as well. Talk yeah. a little bit about
4: redoing, uh, you know, an older home and retrofitting, or or replacing the fireplace. A lot of fireplaces they've changed their size, their shape, and and all that. How, how do you uh, go about doing that?
12: Well, it depends on really what the homeowner wants to do. If you've got a brick and mortar masonry fireplace. Um, your house was built in the 50s, somewhere between the 50s and the 70s. It's a hand-built brick fireplace. Uh, to convert it to gas, it's really simple just to, to drop a chimney liner and put a gas insert in. Mm-hmm. If you really want to change the facade, you don't, you don't want to see the brick, and you don't want a traditional gas fireplace with logs. Uh, most folks have seen the long, linear sort of fish tank-shaped fireplaces these <clears throat> days that might have rocks or beads or something that's completely unrealistic. Yeah, right. uh, Modern. Um, transitional, however you want to refer to it. We do a lot of that, and it's Mm -hmm. really cool. So we're seeing in Edina, for example, there's a lot of, you know, 50s contemporary Ramblers that are either being torn down and rebuilt into something or being renovated. Mm -hmm. And when they're being renovated, they're they're keeping with that same architecture but making it, you know, 2017.
4: And you see a lot of that mounted high on the wall, almost like behind a couch high, that long linear... Accent, Accent fireplace. There,
12: there there, has been a trend um, to use the fireplace more as a piece of art yeah. in some regards. And, mm-hmm. you know, in our climate, we hopefully use our fireplaces a lot. But half of the year, it's probably going to be off. So if you can create a piece of interest that otherwise sits there and sort of looks like a piece of art, um, it's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And we see that. And there is now fireplaces, too, that don't produce any heat, and they can be used all year round. Um, we're seeing them become more common in residential homes. Uh, they start. It started with hotels and lobbies and. Gas. They still burn gas? They still burn gas, um, but they've got a system where there's two panes of glass, and the outer pane doesn't get hot anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's no liability, and that was the draw to commercial spaces.
9: Ours in our living room is super hot. Yeah. <laughs> Three yeah. little kids, it's like, stay away. The glass is hot? Oh, yeah. Oh, really?
12: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, skin will stick to the glass. It's mm, not yeah. something you want to take lightly. Uh, there was actually a change in the... Uh, Government requirements for gas fireplaces in 2015. So your fireplace, if it was manufactured prior to Jan- 2001. 2001, yeah. so January 1st, 2015, any fireplace manufactured on or after that date now has to have a screen in front of it at all times. Now, the screens are different. If, you, if you've got a fireplace from 1995 and it has a screen, the ones of today are going to look different. They're, they're almost invisible. They're a micro mesh screen that doesn't retain a lot of heat. That's the protection for us with young kids. I've got a four, seven, and nine year old. Mm-hmm. Um, I my fireplace isn't part of this code. It's old enough that you know, I can have a glass front, but I brought a screen home, put that on, and I didn't have to worry about my kids.
9: Well, you gotta be careful, and it sounds like you know your stuff for sure. Thanks for coming in. Chris Becker, Twin City Fireplace, TwinCityFireplace.com. dot com. This is real estate chalk talk. We'll be right back.
2: AM
0: twelve eighty
2: the Patriot.
0: Get that rock right, shack attack!
1: You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I Ineedmorehair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at Ineedmorehair.com.
11: Inefficient heating and cooling systems can really take a toll on your utility bill and comfort levels. The trained technicians at H2C have been helping local homes and business owners for over 50 years. They make sure that every system is operating at its peak performance. Energy efficient heating and cooling systems from the highly trained experts at H2C Heating, Cooling and Plumbing. Bringing back fair pricing to the Twin Cities. Visit myh2c.com.
0: Get that Rock Shack time
4: Welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We've got Jared Hanowski, the money man, is in the studio, going to give us the big update of what's going on this week in
10: the money markets, interest rates, such go. Well, interest rates are good, so it's a, it's always a good time to buy a house, right? Right. Um, so I want to talk a little bit first, start off with, uh, Keith and I have ran into this a couple times recently, a little bit about credit. I mean, it's the million-dollar question. You're out looking for a house. You're online. You're falling in love with houses online. You meet Keith, and he says, "Well, are you approved for a mortgage? I mean, are you buying with cash, or do you need financing?" Yeah. Well, ninety-nine percent of the people need some type of financing. Maybe not ninety-nine, but there are cash buyers out there. So they meet with me, and uh, um, you know, obviously, one thing that we need to do in the mortgage pre-approval process is take a look at their credit. And uh, credit obviously has to meet certain criteria in order to qualify for uh, certain loans. So a couple things with credit that we see a lot of times that can bring your credit down. Some of the easiest things that we constantly see um, are here. And the first one is credit cards. So would you guys say having your credit card fully maxed out at its available balance is good or bad? That's it's a it, good that's, thing, right? Jam well, it all up. Thing. Well, it's good for the merchant because you yeah. spend a bunch of money at minimum the store. Payment, depends minimum payment, minimum payment. on who you're talking about. Yeah. So, well, anyways, in the credit world, if you have $1,000 available on your credit card and your balance is over, well, if you're, if, if you're up over 50% of that balance or higher, it's going to negatively affect your score. So one thing you want to do with all your credit cards is make sure that you keep the balances below 30%. Now one thing that people always tell me with credit cards, well I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay it down to zero, I'm gonna close it. Well you don't need to do that. In fact you, it's bad if you do yeah, that. Yeah, it's actually not as good. So what you want to do with credit cards is pay your monthly bill or pay it off if you can every month. But try and keep that balance below thirty percent of the available credit and that's that's the biggest thing that's gonna drive your credit score
9: up. And also if you are going to pay off a credit card Uh, pay off the credit card, and if you're saying you're not going to use it anymore, that's fine. Cut it up and throw it in the garbage. Yep. Don't
10: close the account. Don't close the account. Leave it open. If it sits there with a zero balance, it's fine. It's not negatively impacting your score. Another thing that uh, we get a lot of questions on, people will be, they get added to mom or dad's credit card. Well, yeah, I have credit cards. I mean, I I use this one all the time. Well, guess what? You're an authorized user. So an authorized user on a credit card basically says that uh, Keith Sr., add a keith jr to the credit card when keith jr was you know 14 years old said hey you can use this too but it's i'm on the hook for it i trust you enough Mm -hmm. to put you on the account those aren't those don't impact your credit scores as much so it's always good once you're you know get to an age where you can um, establish credit take credit cards out in your own name even if they have smaller available balances or available credit just take some out in your own name, use them. Keep them, them below 30, 30%. Keep them below 30%. Yeah, and
9: credit credit goes hand-in-hand hand with the type of uh, loan product then too because we always talk, you know, how is the credit? What are you putting down? What's the down payment? Are you buying with cash? Are you taking out a loan? Right. What is that? Uh, and then if people don't have money for down payment, we have to look for some assistance. Right. And there's different requirements then for credit. Right, different scores, and they have to different programs. And one
10: thing overall when you're buying a house why credit is so important and you know the hitners can tell you if they're looking at offers coming in on one of their listings i mean they go through them probably cash first if it's mm-hmm. uh, you know second they're looking at conventional financing with 20 you know they're looking at down payments so if you uh, fha is a great product for the right person but if you can get in conventional financing you go um, conventional. you go conventional To get good pricing on conventional, you know, you want to have a 680 to 700 plus credit score and mortgage insurance um, credit score is huge on that because it impacts the premium. Mm -hmm. Last thing with, uh, with credit, obviously, easy ones. Don't be late on any of your payments. And if you have collections... Um, out there and you know of them, try and figure something out so you can get them paid off so they don't show past due balances. Jared, on score. what about people who just don't have any credit? I mean, you pull sometimes, they just have no credit. Right. The person that just uses paid cash all the time, owns his car free and clear, just right. pays cash. And that's tough because those people, they pay their bills on time. They use cash for everything. They should try and, I mean, most people nowadays will at least have a bank that they keep some money in. So go to your bank and see if they can just open you a small credit card and use it, Um, although it probably just drives that person crazy. I have a friend like that. Uh, He does very well. His house is paid off. He's the same age as me. He's from Canada, but he just never, he grew up, they just paid cash for everything. So he had to get a mortgage a while back just to buy a, a lot. Um, and he went to the to get a loan or for a lot loan up in Bemidji, and they said, "Well, what the heck? I mean, you have no credit." He said, "Well, yeah, I just pay cash for everything. So <laughs> you need to." And they're always like, "Where'd you get the cash?" <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I work.
9: Yeah. So That's it's all, challenging, man. I do the whole cash scenario. It just it's challenging, and then you have to go back and track it and. Right. You know, I went. I went to work. I got paid on Friday. I went to the bank, cashed my check, and I put it in a shoebox. I don't know. Is that so weird? I know. <laughs> that you
4: know something, Keith. We had a client this uh, this week who uh, it's our listing. We get a call from the agent or the loan officer actually on the other side. Say, well, we got to pull. We got to take the uh, earnest money off of the purchase agreement, and they just have her bring money to money to closing. Yeah. Because it was shoebox money right and the, we don't accept cash as a as a form of payment and That's it's like funny. really <laughs> right and, that's, and that. that's literally what they were doing is you know she, she would cash her check just like you said and always stick some money in an envelope right and so and she was saving for her down payment
10: i know we do. <laughs> that ha- that happens i mean it happened yesterday on we had a mutual client of mine we
9: were working on same scenario where you know the day before the earnest money check was written uh, a client of ours went to the bank and deposited, you know, two thousand mm-hmm. bucks. It's like, well, where'd that money come from? It's like, Well, it's my money. Right. Yeah. And he's the type of guy that's, you know, up you. you <laughs> exactly. know, <or> <laughs> my money of course it's my money. Yeah. I didn't, I that's didn't, where it came. That's, that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Where'd Sold it?
4: a gun.
10: Yeah. <laughs>
9: <laughs> What are you accusing me
10: of? Yeah. And then I have to be the bad guy. Well, we can't really. And that's always a tough conversation. I had a guy yesterday came in, one of Gina's clients, you know, $5,000 earnest money. And he, he came in and he was proud. He said, look, I just deposited five grand for that earnest money. And I said to him, where'd that come from? Well, I was at home. I'm like, oh, boy. So, <laughs> you know, that then you, you can't have to keep money at home anymore. Then as a loan officer, you know, you have to be pretty strategic and guiding them through the rest of the process. Well, you know, here's what we're going to need to do. Is there a length of time when it doesn't matter anymore? I mean, is there a seasoning period where, I mean,
4: how many months do you look if back? If it's back two
9: months, right? Yeah, it's six, 60 it days season. 60 days. Yeah, okay.
10: so depending on how you're banking. So if you
4: put your cash in 90 days ago, you're good.
10: Yeah, if you're buying a house in the next 90 days. And, and you, you got cash home, in the box. get Get it in the the bank. bank. (laughs) It might drive you crazy to have it in the bank for, you know, 60 and 90 days, but you are going to save yourself a lot of hassle. Yeah. And then the other thing with that, people with gifts, make sure if, uh, you know, Uncle Jim or Aunt Betty are giving you money to buy a house, make sure you're keeping a copy of that check. And where did they get it. And where they're getting it from. Um, That can all come into your financing, and sometimes that's the biggest thing with buying houses. I mean, it's obviously with income credit, but a lot of times with the down payment, because I mean we all help uh, family out, and people are getting money from you know their uncles and aunts, cousins, moms, dads, and uh, it needs to be tracked. That's just the you know the way of the world right now in the lending right. world. So,
9: and make, it's not going to get any.
10: No, it's not going to change anytime. Less quick. intrusive. No, for <laughs> sure. So, so what
9: are interest rates
10: doing? Interest rates right now are pretty flat this week. Saw them go up a little bit, but I mean overall. 30-year fixed mortgages or mortgage rates in general have been low. I mean, they've been low now for how long, guys? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's a conventional rate? Conventional rate's probably right around maybe 4.125, uh-huh. 4% in there. So money's cheap, good time to buy, um, good time depending on your situation. You know, people, not as many refinances nowadays because rates were have been low for so long. But if you can find somebody at 5%, right. still. And some people, I mean, they might have mortgage insurance with appreciating value. So there's different reasons. Give us a call. My 432 six one two four three two 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 five two. We can take a look at your situation or get you pre-approved for a home loan and help you out. Seems like those interest rates have kind of gotten baked in now around that
4: four percent mark. Yeah, you know they have crept from three and a, they were three and a half for. You know, quite a while. Quite a while. It was a three and a half. You know, three, three point eight, three and a half. Did you, you
9: get know. a three and a half rate? I've I heard. did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, so. <laughs> nice. Now they're kind it's of baked money. in at four and four plus. Do you, what's the mood of, from the people that you talk to? Do they see the rates continuing that creep upward, or
10: well? Yeah, I mean, everyone says that they're going to you know, keep creeping upward, but they've been saying that now, I feel like, for the last five years. Yeah, I think um, the way
9: the real estate market is, too, how it's uh, relatively you know, soft in terms of the amount of sales. We're seeing decreased pending sales. The inventory continues to fall off. Um, there's not a lot to choose from out there, so overall sales activity is down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the appetite is to do any Fed increase rates or,
10: or what. Well, they say that. Just because inflation, they're really not increasing the interest rates. I mean, the last couple, but I think they'll they'll continue to to raise uh, interest rates, the prime rate, um, which sometimes directly will affect mortgage rates, and sometimes it won't. Right. So, kind of depends what the more market's doing overall. I think rates will, you know, generally go up to you know four and a half or so, but I don't think we're but, not going but real high anytime. But soon. they're around
9: four still now. So, give Jared a call at six one two four three two. 2252. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. MySmarterMortgage.com is their website. MySmarterMortgage.com. Uh, give us a call, 612 627 8000, or log on to Hitnergroup.com. That's HittnerGroup.com. That's it for this hour. We'll be back with another just after this.
8: You've been listening to your real estate chalk talk with the Hittner Group, the leaders of the number one Coldwell Banker Burnett real estate team in Minnesota. If you want to get more when you sell and pay less when you buy, call 612-627-8000 or go online to
3: hitnergroup.com.
6: Relief in Tucson Red. Feeling better in Santorini Blue. No matter what the color, Wow! One Day Painting gets any job done in a day guaranteed. The experts at Wow! One Day Painting take away your stress with a free on-site quote and spotless cleanup. Uniformed, professional, and on time. So stay mellow in yellow and relax when you have Wow! One Day Painting on the job. Call Wow! One Day Painting. 1-888-969-1329. WowOneDayPainting.com.
2: Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio, fueled by
0: Lucky's Station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.